Hi friends, welcome to I Am Epiphany, where my guests and I share the epiphanies that come from our personal journeys. You will get to hear my thoughts on a wide range of topics from pop culture to social justice issues to simply navigating life as a Black millennial. This is season two. I am your creator and host, author and speaker, Bethany Epiphany, and it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hello there, friends. Um, So before we start, I just wanted to begin by expressing my condolences to all those families who lost their loved ones in the Champlain Towers. Uh, The Champlain Towers was the Florida condo that collapsed. Truly heartbreaking story. Um, Just another reminder to be truly grateful for every day that we have. Um, So I just wanted to start off with that. Um, Okay, so this episode is coming out a little off schedule, but in the words of Tabitha Brown, that's my business, okay? I'm doing the best that I can, uh, but I hope you all are enjoying your holiday weekend. And to all those who pop fireworks before the 4th of July, why? Why? What is the purpose of that? Y'all get on my last nerves. I have a question for y'all. Have you ever been trying to sleep, rest, relax, and then you are suddenly jolted awake by the pop, pop, pop of firecrackers? Let me tell you, friends, it is not fun. Okay, they've been popping these fireworks since mid-June. Not only is it disturbing, it's dangerous. Y'all are out here popping fireworks in the middle of residential areas where someone could get hurt or experience property damage, like something could blow up. And is it really that fun? Like, I, it's just hard for me to imagine myself standing in the middle of the street in front of somebody's house, setting off fireworks and thinking that it's the best time. You know, it's ugh, to each his own, I guess, but get it together y'all like it's never that deep like if you're gonna pop fireworks do it in a place that makes sense okay not in the middle of the night when I'm trying to get some sleep anyways um so what's been going on with me well friends I've been anticipating this heat wave that has swept across the country but has yet to really hit LA um maybe I'm speaking too soon I'll say this, I live closer to the beach, so I'm sure that helps, but either way, I've got my AC locked and loaded. Um, I'm still rollerblading and trying to learn a more effective way to stop on my rollerblades and roller skates. The thing about the roller skates is that the stopper is at the toe of the skate. So how do I stop without falling on my face? Let me know. Like, I'm going to look at a YouTube video and see what I can learn. Um, I've also been going to the beach and getting my life. Listen, the world has opened back up. The mask mandate has lifted. And right now, one of the few spaces I feel comfortable is at the beach. And I went to the beach with one of my good girlfriends, Martha. And when Martha goes to the beach, 
she goes to the beach. She had her big ass umbrella with matching beach chairs and a nice ass blanket and she brought a charcuterie board. Let's pause right here. Let's pause right here. Now my my amiga, Martha, told me that she was going to bring food, but I didn't know what she was going to bring. I trusted her completely to bring whatever snacks or whatever that we were going to eat. Now, in the past, when I would see a platter of cheese and crackers, I would think, oh, it's just cheese and crackers, like no big deal. Sweetie, Martha didn't bring a platter of cheese and crackers. She brought a charcuterie board, which, by the way, is a term I was introduced to that day on the beach because I never heard the word before. We're talking next level here, friends. Listen, Martha had dried apricots, fresh cherries, freshly sliced peaches and apples, French brie. Y'all, brie is bomb. Like, I feel so ashamed for my ignorance. How did I not know about brie? Y'all, she had French brie cheese, truffle cheese, and some other cheese I do not remember. These fancy-ass dried fig crackers, in addition to another type of cracker, which I do not remember the name of. Thinly sliced ham, chocolate-covered almonds, banana chips, dried cranberries, and peach wine spritzers in these fancy-ass cups with ice. My mind was blown. Martha, girl... When you listen to this, let me out let me tell you girl, you are the MVP. You are the MVP. I love you girl. It was so good, y'all. I fucked up that charcuterie board, okay? I fucked it up. Then <laughs> Martha is like, "You know, the next time we come, we should bring Popeyes." I looked at her like, "Popeyes? Bitch, we not eat no Popeyes." <laughs> My game has been elevated and there is no turning back. Popeyes ain't got shit on this charcuterie board. I love you, Martha. Thank you for opening up my eyes to a whole new world. Um, What else? Um, In a previous episode, I told you guys how I went to an outdoor gathering and how at this gathering, I was the only one with the mask on. Well... It happened again. <laughs> it happened again. Um, I'm a bridesmaid. First time being a bridesmaid. And I had no idea all that it entailed. But the bridesmaids got together for a fitting. And we were inside. And I was the only one with the mask on. And there was a lot of high energy chatter. And I was like... Emoji eyes, emoji eyes, emoji eyes. <laughs> like, like I went, I went home, like checking my vitals and shit, like making sure I was okay. I was the odd man out again, but you know it is what it is. Um, shout out to wedding planners and decorators and wedding creatives, because I have quickly learned that none of that is my ministry at all. 
Like when it comes to that stuff, I am totally clueless. I'm the bridesmaid who's like, okay, tell me what I need to do and how much it's going to be and I'll do it. I need to be told what to do in this scenario. It's interesting because, you know, many young girls dream of what their wedding will be like. As a matter of fact, a couple of my friends have their wedding details planned to a T, honey, and they're not even in a relationship. I, on the other hand, have no plans or ideas. Like as a kid, on occasion, I thought about what my wedding day would be like, but I really didn't think about it a lot. Um, And as I'm more exposed to the behind the scenes of what it takes to make a wedding happen, the less I want to have one. (laughs) The the more I'm in it, the less I want one. I'm like, baby, meet me at the courthouse. Okay, we'll we'll say our vows at the courthouse and then have a backyard boogie. Like that's where I'm at right now because it's a lot. The only way I can fathom having one, having a wedding, is if I have two wedding planners or two wedding coordinators, and I know that that is expensive, but like a sister needs help. Like, I don't think you guys understand how much help I would need. Like, I remember when I went to prom and similar to weddings, you know, girls have already detailed the kind of style they want, the color, the length of their dresses, these days prom is off the chain these gen z's like have taken it to a whole nother level but prom is a big deal and at the time i had no idea how big of a deal it was i have an older brother i remember my older brother going to prom he popped on a suit my mom took a picture and he was out the door (laughs) he was out the door so i'm just like we're we're just wearing fancy clothes and dancing no biggie so when it came time to buy my dress my mom and I we went downtown to the alley shout out to the alley the alley in downtown Los Angeles is just what it sounds like it is alleys and alleys of merchants selling everything from food to makeup to jewelry to shoes to watches to clothes like they have everything in the alley it's pretty much like a swap meet only in the alley (laughs) and if you're from LA you know then you know so we go to the alley I get this red sequins dress like mermaid mermaid style dress for like 40 or 60 bucks I get my shoes probably like at Ross's um shout out to Ross's um I guess standard prom protocol is to fashion coordinate with your prom date I didn't do that I didn't think about it I'm like I'll have on a dress he'll have on a suit like what is there to coordinate my prom date's mom ends up calling me to ask me what color my dress was so that her son my date could match and I guess she had asked him and he had no clue (laughs) So mama took the reins and was like, let me call this girl. And I was surprised by the call. And I told her my dress was red. Then she says, what color red? 
And friends, this is where it goes downhill. This is where my brain freezes. I pause because I'm so confused by the question. In my mind, I'm like, it's red. Like, what more do I say here? (laughs) But again, she wanted details and details are not my ministry in situations like this. I pause and I was like, um, um, I felt the pressure and I was intimidated by his mom and I didn't want to give the wrong answer. And it was in that second that I realized prom was a bigger deal than I thought. And sensing my hesitancy and confusion, confusion, she was like, is it a fire truck red, a dark red? And then the light finally clicked on and I was able to give an answer. And, you know, I've had other moments like that, like my book signings, for example, like for both of my book signings, my friend and creative director, Amber, has hooked me up. For my first signing, I had these tall like cocktail tables that came with the room. And my friend Amber was like, Bethany, do you have tablecloths? I was like, um, she was like, what about centerpieces? I was like, oh yeah, I guess that would be nice. (laughs) Like, so basically the way my brain froze when my prom date's mom asked me that question was the same way my brain froze and nearly exploded at the bridesmaid's fitting. I was totally clueless. I'm like, what are we talking about? Tell me what to do, please. Like, I'm just letting y'all know how my brain works. It's always great to know what you're good at and what you need help with. And that is something I need help with. Um, Anyways, there has been so much happening in the news. It's hard to keep up. Um, Hashtag let Shikari run. Let the girl run. Like, I get it. She violated a rule by smoking weed. Um, She has taken full responsibility for her actions. But weed is not a performance-enhancing drug. And perhaps a bigger conversation needs to be had around athletes and their mental health. I'm just saying I don't think she should be stopped from participating in the Olympics because of weed. It's weed, bro. Like... Let her pay a fine and move forward, like let her run. But there have been many reports about the obstacles black athletes, black women athletes in particular have faced um, as they seek to compete in the Olympics. Athletes, uh, Christine uh, Mboma, sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name, and Beatrice uh, Maslingi, both from Namibia, have been ruled ineligible for women's 400-meter sprints based on their natural testosterone levels. News also broke that swimming caps for natural black hair um, designed by a Black-owned brand called Soul Cap have been rejected by the International Swimming Federation for not fitting the, quote, natural form of the head. What the fuck, bro? First of all, what is the, quote, natural form of the head? No one has the exact same head shape. And who cares what kind of swimming cap you have on in the water? 
the cap isn't going to give you super speed or affect your performance at all. Listen, my natural, thick, kinky hair will not fit underneath that tiny ass swim cap that was designed for white folks. Like this shouldn't be an issue. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous how power is wielded to prevent black people from existing and thriving as they are. Our mere existence intimidates them. It makes them uncomfortable. Um, Attorney Chase Strangio said, bodies are often coded as appropriately male or appropriately female through a lens of racism and white supremacy. And that lens is used to police some bodies in the alleged service of others. And it's true, like, with all these news reports coming out, it just goes to show that the Olympics is not about allowing the best athletes from around the world to compete. It's about narrowly defining what professional athleticism looks like and having the power to remove anyone who does not fit into this little box that discriminates against Black athletes. I don't know, it just feels as though They are afraid to adapt the rules because they know that black athletes will fucking dominate, naturally dominate. It feels like they are afraid of our power and are desperately trying to prevent that power from being exposed. Um, Speaking of power and dominance, hashtag free Britney. Her court testimony was truly heartbreaking. I mean, the mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical toll this type of imprisonment, or any imprisonment really, but in case, but for this one specifically, has had on her, like it's enraging. Not only should her family do some serious repenting, but so should our society. Like the world tore Britney down and they tear other women like Britney down. (laughs) Like, fame is a crazy, unnatural thing that can easily wear you down. And being a woman makes it even harder. Like, think about it. Do you know how many crazy, outlandish things Kanye West has said and done? What about Charlie Sheen or Mel Gibson or fucking Woody Allen or Bill fucking Cosby? I mean, the list goes on and on of famous men who have done questionable or crazy or horrible things, and yet they were still respected and celebrated and their livelihoods weren't in jeopardy. I don't know, it just enrages me to be continually confronted with the reality that there is a sick desire by men, not all men, um, to control women and to specifically control our bodies. For years, Brittany has been a working horse who was told what she can and cannot do with her body, what she can and cannot eat, like what she can and cannot do with her own money. What's scary about Brittany's situation is the crazy label that they want to keep on her the type of imprisonment she's endured can make you mentally unstable. It can be very hard to keep your sanity in a situation like that. 
to have the people around you constantly reinforce the idea that you are not well, that you are not capable of making or managing your life, that you are not strong, that you are not right, making you question and doubt yourself all the time. How do you maintain your sanity? The conservatorship was the perfect opportunity to control her body and stoke her mental instability for financial gain. It's all about the money and it's sickening. And it would be hard for me to believe that if Brittany were a man, that this situation would have happened to the degree and for as long as it did. When I think about Brittany's story, I'm really amazed at how strong she is to still be standing and fighting for her freedom. Um, And with that, we're going to take a little break and come right back. All right, and we're back. FYI, I might have mispronounced charcuterie board. If I did, don't tell me. Okay, it's okay. (laughs) Show me some grace. If I did mispronounce it, I'll find out after this podcast episode is created. But you know, I'm learning. Anyways, uh, my epiphany this week um, stems from my own personal journey. I believe I mentioned in a previous episode that I took a work sabbatical due to stress and the weight of the pandemic. Um, A lot of things, you know, were going on with me that affected work, that even affected uh, this podcast. Um, But I'm happy to say that I'm so much better now than I was at the beginning of my sabbatical. I've really taken the time to pour back into myself and rest and reflect. Shout out to my mom, who has been my rock. Um, Shout out to my therapist and leadership coach and friends who have served as my tribe and have lifted me up. Um, I've learned things about myself and I'm continuing to learn more. Um, One thing that I've learned is that I'm human. I know the revelations, the revelations I'm having. Um, But when I say that, I mean, I had somewhat of a superwoman complex going on. Um, Seeing myself as being this strong woman who can endure, which I am. But I'm also human. And therefore... I make mistakes and I experience the same human emotions we all do. I realize that I hate making mistakes or feeling like I messed up. I try to be strategic and logical and plan. And if an error or what I perceive to be an error is made on my part, I take it really hard. Um, And I realized how hard I can be on myself, um, how much pressure I put on myself. Uh, When I had my breakthrough, I'm calling it a breakthrough, it was hard for me to deal with the fact that I felt like I broke. 
um, it felt like I took a hard fall and I was so hard on myself for falling and it really shook my self-confidence. It's like running a track race and you trip and bite the dirt real hard and the process of getting back up was challenging. Like I had to learn to extend myself the same grace and compassion that I would extend to a friend. Um, I had to tell myself, yes, this was an unexpected series of events, but it's okay. You're human. This one situation doesn't define you, at least not in a negative way. I'm still great. I'm still amazing. I can get back up and run again. But my focus has to be on my unique race, right? I can't compare myself or my situation to anyone else's and I have to walk my path. And that's something that I'm honestly still working on. It can be a difficult process to focus on your path, especially when you're looking at uh, social media, you're looking at what other people are doing and you're like, why aren't I doing that? Shouldn't I be there too? And you're, you're distracted and thrown off, off course. So it can be difficult in this day and age to do that. But it can be done, right? Focusing on where I'm going. Um, but I learned that I need to chill, bro. Like, I need to chill. I'm doing the best I can. And I need to chill. It will all get done. It will all be fine, and I need to chill. So to all of you that are listening, I beg of you, chill. Give yourself a break. Extend yourself some grace and mercy. If you feel like you have fallen, it's okay. You can get back up, right? This is coming from someone who has recently lived it. Um, and is get gaining the courage and the confidence to get back out there. Um, if you are living life on this planet, if you are living life on planet Earth, these falls will happen. And, you know, I won't call them falls. I'll call them faith-building moments or growing pains. And it's nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed by. Growing pains happen and they do make you stronger. It's so easy to be strong and self-confident when you have never experienced any struggle or moment of, of hardship, when you haven't experienced anything that, that has tested your strength, right? It's easy, it's easy to have faith when there are no bumps in the road and everything goes your way. Um, those bumps in the road are there to help us develop the type of character we say we want and to evolve into the people we want to be. Now, self-confidence for me is not just knowing that I'm a bad bitch, right? (laughs) And knowing that I'm a queen. It's knowing that I'll be able to rise stronger if I should fall. And that's a big deal for me. Um, It's knowing that I'm confident in myself to bounce back. It also ties into my faith. Um, Faith for me 
is taking one step at a time. Even if I can't see everything that lies ahead and having a deep trust that all will be fine. Understanding that I don't need to know all the pieces or how all the pieces are going to come together, but trusting that it will. And this is is a challenging lesson for someone like me who is a planner and uh, wants to control the outcome of things. Um, And I'm learning to let go and let God. This experience has made me more compassionate and reaffirms the idea that, you know, most people are doing the best that they can. It's funny. It's funny. I'm just now thinking about it, but my name is Epiphany. The revelations. I know, I know, I know. Um, But I have experienced epiphanies during my sabbatical that I will share in future episodes. But as I'm thinking about it, you know, perhaps one purpose of my breakthrough was to come back and share it with all of you. After all, that is the focus of this podcast. Look at me connecting the dots. Look at me. You know, I'm I'm glad to know that my experience, my struggle, my growing pains were not in vain, right? Nothing happens by coincidence and I feel like there's a bigger purpose for all of it. And I guess I am supposed to share my epiphanies, that I am to share me with all of you and hopefully aid in your growth, or at least to let you know that you're not alone, that you're not the only one out here figuring this stuff out. Um, it's just shining light on the fact that I am the epitome of my name. I am Epiphany. And with that, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, (laughs) and I'll catch you later. Peace. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in every other Monday for a new episode of I Am Epiphany. You can learn more about me, Bethany Epiphany, at bethanyepiphany.com or follow me on Instagram at beepiphany. That is B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, everybody, peace.